And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 168. Today, uh, week two recap, week three preview, as Charlie's about to bark in the next 10 seconds because someone's open the door. No, we are good. Um, I am joined alongside me, Tommy Savaro, league analyst, and... I am excited to talk about these games. I was not there this week. Um, I had wedding. Uh, I was very excited to see the film, see the teams in the jerseys. Also, just to see a lot better football because week one, obviously, hurricane. Week two, much better weather. I'm also mad we didn't. Pl- I didn't get to play because the weather was great. Saw a lot of guys have a lot of big games. We'll talk about all those in a little bit. Um, Tommy, you also were not there. How was your trip? I had a good time in AC. I am excited to start about this game, so let's just get it going. We'll start at 9 o'clock. I got to catch a little bit of this game. Um, it was Cincinnati and Anthony and Bimbo led by, I'm not led by, versus uh, West Virginia led by Tommy Galante. We both picked Cincinnati in this game uh, because Tommy, mostly because Tommy has just literally never IB beat. Curse, yeah. But this was by far Tommy's best showing against an IB team. Great game. I watched the film. Um, his, yes, we watched the film on almost every single game. I watch film on every game. Do you watch Every or most? Most. Most, okay. Um, so we, we definitely saw the game, so we're going to give you good insight, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I thought Tommy came out with a really good game plan, getting rid of the ball fast, got Dane involved off the line early. And, honestly, the game plan was very simple, and for a while um, Cincinnati was just letting them walk right down the field. Um, I thought the big adjustment they made was sending A-Rod out a bunch of blitzes. I think he finished with three sacks in this game. Um, good job, A-Rod. He had a really good flag-pulling game overall. And that defense putting A Rod in the middle, it blinds the vision of the quarterback and it takes def- away a passing lane. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely stalled uh, West Virginia's offense a little bit. And Cincinnati was able to capitalize. Um, IB always capitalizes on a short field. If you go for it on fourth down inside your own, like on your side of the field, and you don't capitalize, IB is going to score a touchdown most likely on his ensuing possession. Um, that's one of his best things about him is that he's able to capitalize on other teams' mistakes. Um, Tommy is a guy who likes to go for it on fourth down. Um, and early in the game, they just weren't able to get it. But they stuck in it. It was 14-14. Uh, Cincinnati ends up winning this game 25-22, I believe, was the final score. Um, really good game by both sides. Yeah, I, I love watching these two quarterbacks play. I, they're, they're both mobile, but I think they're tr- they truly are pass-first quarterbacks. I think they, they run when the opportunity is given. And, and, and I be an open field is very special. Yeah. But I think that their main objective is, you know, primary, secondary, they're not there, go. Uh, Tommy stays in the pocket as long as he can. He'll yeah. he'll move he'll move the pocket. Actually, he'll, he's he's very mobile, but not to go downfield side to side until he can see what he needs to see. Uh, I like watching a game like this. I thought it was very well played. Uh, I liked Chris Johnson three touchdowns as the primary for for IB. Now I knew that was going to be dangerous. He had a great game. Looked for him often. Also, um, the new receiver for Tommy. New receiver for Tommy Malik Presley. Yeah, yeah. Beast. Yes, yes. Uh, second straight week with a touchdown. 80, 83 yards, eight catches. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Is that a lot? he played with him in? Uh... I don't know if he played. They play, I assume they played together at Fairly Dickinson. So I don't know if he played receiver there though or not. Um, but he's a good player. Good he's route a, running, yeah, good hands. 100%. Loved it. I, I think he's a great addition to the league. I got to talk to him for the first time this week before his game. Um, really nice kid. Um, I'm excited to see what him and Tommy, especially this season, to be able to do. Malik has definitely solidified himself as a guy who should not have gone in the third round. Right. Um, should definitely have been a guy who's a first round pick, and I think oh, if we're, if he moving forward, to, you'll see. Moving forward, I think he's definitely a first round pick, or at least an early second at the absolute latest. Um, he's a very good player on both sides of the ball, and he actually was flag pulling a little bit in this game too. I love when Tommy Galante plays defense, um, and he was playing a lot of defense in this game, making a lot of flag pulls, being very aggressive. Um, had a couple pass breakups, I thought also, um, but this is just a Cincinnati game. Cincinnati IB just did what needed to be done. He moves the pocket well. He runs a lot of different plays with jet sweeps and motions to get guys involved. Giuseppe had a couple of touches in this one. Um, but this was mostly really the defensive line of Marola and A-Rod, six sacks combined, and CJ. Marola picking up where he left off. Yeah, Marola, three sacks in back-to-back games, start the season, leads the league so far. Um should be interesting to see if he's able to break the record that was set by Piscopo last year. Maybe. He's definitely maybe. on. It's only a nine-game season, so he's not getting the full what, 10 what, games. What's the record? 
24 of 7 Oh, he last broke year. Uh, Chase? Matt, Matt and Joe both broke Chase's record last year. Wow. But Joe had one more. Look at that. See what happens when you get into shape and you know, yeah, you're oh, quicker, no. Matt, stronger. Matt is in the best shape of his life. Matt's great. And he's making a lot of plays. Flag pulling is for sure improved. Um, and that has led to him being a dominant force on the defensive line. No DeLine in this one, so a big win for Cincinnati without their top player. Um, but Ivy does it again. Tommy, that was your best effort against them so far. Great game, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, you're still a god. Ivy's just a god. Yeah. Ivy, 8 of 16, 89 yards, 3 touchdowns, 6 carries, 71 yards, 1 touchdown. Had a pass breakup, which ended up being the game winner because it was in the end zone with maybe a minute left to go. Ivy makes a great play from safety. Um, had to play a little defense in this one. CJ, uh, 6 catches, 61 yards, 3 touchdowns. Marola had 3 sacks. A-Rod had 3 sacks, 7 total tackles, and a pass breakup. Uh, Giuseppe had two catches for 28 yards. For West Virginia, Tommy was 17 of 21, 188 yards, three touchdowns. Also had two carries for 16 yards, pass breakup, three tackles. Uh, Austin had a pass breakup. Dane had five catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Malik had eight catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Giant Samarco had a catch. Joe Venti had three catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown as well. All right, other 9 o'clock game was Baylor against uh, Hawaii. Whenever Mikey and Justin play against each other, you always know that it's going to just be a super intense game because both of them are just very intense competitors. Add in Nick Sedano, add in Augie, add in Spo. Oh, no, no, no Spo in this one. No Spo in this one, I apologize. Uh, wasn't able to make it due to a Myrtle vacation. Um, this is a, it's a hard-fought game. That it, 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 was, it, it wasn't the greatest to watch, I can't even lie. Uh, final was 20-13, to 13, Baylor on top. A lot of, there were a bunch of drops in this game by both sides. Um, Justin many, uncharacteristically drops two passes. I'm curious, how many pass attempts for each team? Um, in this game, just keep talking. Mikey had 16, and I'll get 14. Yeah. 30 total passes. Um, there was a lot of running involved, a lot of, a lot of weird. Um, I didn't really, I'm not going to lie. I watched the first half of this game, and I refed it, and it was very slow-paced, 9 o'clock game. Both teams, uh, like, very lethargic, I thought. Um, Isaiah Copes drops an interception early. Then Mikey, they, then, then they get the turnover, and Mikey throws an interception right back. I think Sedano from inside the five running the ball is a dangerous weapon that Augie has immediately decided that he's going to use this season. Um, Justin didn't score again in this game. Second straight game, Justin doesn't score. Uh, if they're 2-0 and Justin doesn't have to do everything for them, that's great. Justin also not pulling flags here. He's playing safety. So Ace is doing all the work in the middle. That's okay. No, no, no. I'm just, I'd rather have him as a bull hawk. Yeah, and I think they have guys that are buying in uh, to just being role players. Rob L, good, good second option at receiver, great corner or plays D line. I'm sorry, uh, Rob Torino. And let's talk about Claude, ninth round pick, absolute beast. He is the 18 year old. 18 year old. Yep, oh. fresh out of Sayreville High School, so he's playing on his home turf. I, I watched I watch the buzz, trying to key in on him, see see what he was he's doing. He's good. Looks good. Good on offensive line, gives him a lot of time, doesn't care about catching the ball. And plays D DN too. Right? DN also, yeah. yep. Um, he subbed for a couple teams in this game, in this uh, on this day. Yeah, so, good size, uh, a good motor. I like it. I like yeah, it a lot. and he's young, so he's got the motor. Yeah, he's got yeah, the motor. Yeah. Um, so I think he's a, a ninth, uh, an eighth rounder. Yeah, That's he's a steal. An eighth round steal. Very good player for them, and it just adds to the team they already have. I like their team in this game. Augie ran the ball well, nine carries, eighty-five yards. Um, but it just really wasn't a pretty offensive game. I thought both teams kind of struggled to move the ball at times. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw the same thing. And why I asked you about the pass attempts because, I, to me, here are two quarterbacks that can throw the ball. 100%. And, and I just didn't see enough of the ball in the air. I'm okay with Augie having 14 pass attempts when he also has nine rushing attempts. And and, and Justin has three uh, a rushing attempts. And Sedano has two rushing attempts. Um, I just I like Augie using his legs. I like him using his legs because I think he's more dangerous with them. I, like, I, 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 I agree with you, though, because you have to be both. You have to be able to do both. Yeah, you got to do both. And, and I look at a team uh, like IB, and he's got Chris Johnson. He's going to hit him often. I look at Serhoff. He's got, he's got, um, he's got Liam. Liam. He's going to so, hit him often. Yeah. He's going to look for him often. Yeah, you, you got Justin. I, I know, had nine targets. Yeah, I, I, I got to get him the ball. I, I got to see the ball in the air. I got to see him. E even if you could create one-on-one -on -one situations, you throw 50-50 ball, you know, you got a better shot at a 50-50 than anybody else. Um. I didn't think Cre like create played. the situation where you do get him one on one. Let's talk about the star for Hawaii so far through two games. Ryan Bartlett, Ryan five Bartlett. total touchdowns, nice. four receiving, one passing. Or no, I'm sorry, three receiving, one rushing, one passing. Yeah. Um, 
Another two touch, another multi touchdown game for him in this one. Four catches, seventy two yards, two touchdowns. And I think he's truly showing that what he's been saying for the last two seasons is correct. If he has a quarterback that throws him the ball accurately, he's gonna make plays. And he scored on a slant where he made Augie and Justin miss his flag, and he scored on a deep ball where he beat Augie, Augie snoozing down the sideline. Um, Mikey threw Mikey threw a great ball on that one for sure. Um, I just didn't love the game Mikey played. Um, yeah, again, Mikey. I and we know he's got good legs, and you know he uses them as a weapon. I gotta see him throw the ball more too. Yeah, um, I think Hogre can get more involved. Like he didn't target him enough, honestly. But Barlett has been has shown that he he can do he can carry an offensive load. Uh, five t- total touchdowns through two weeks. I'm very excited to see what the rest of the season yeah, brings him. Need I more production out of Rags. Only one sack on the day. I can't pick against Baylor for the rest of the year. All I do is get shit. All he gives me shit for picking against him. Nick Sedano, first thing that comes to my house, he's, he's giving me shit for not picking him. Yeah, I guess just to save yourself yeah, the you headache, know, you just pick him every week. That's not, not, not just a headache. No, you know, it's not a bad idea. The, 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 you don't pick against Justin. That's what I, that's what I yeah, have to Yeah, Justin uh, still keeping his uh, regular season game streak alive and now 22 straight. Still keeping it alive. He is a uh, regular season demon. I heard some some uh, some rumblings about uh, Ogrief wanting to go back to quarterback. Oh, uh, I I did not hear any of those. Oh, I heard so rumblings, not... rumblings. Ooh. We had a quarterback controversy oh, no. already. Is there controversy in Hawaii? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Tommy's starting rumor, false rumors. Or no rumors, no rumors. I you know I have my uh, he has I have my bear down inside as that get to me. He has his bear down birdies everywhere. That's right. All right, here we go. Stats. Uh, Baylor wins his game 20 to 13. Augie 10 of 14, 95 yards, nine ca- uh, carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Also, an interception on defense. Justin Ferrara had six catches, 63 yards, had an 18-yard carry, and also had an interception. Sedano had two touchdowns, seven yards rushing, seven yards receiving. Ace had four tackles and a pass breakup. Rob Ella had two catches, 19 yards. Rob Reddington had one pass breakup and one interception. Good game for Rob. And Claude had a sack and a catch and three tackles. It is a good defense Baylor has. I yeah, they're very good defense. Very good very, defense. Could, could be good. You know, it might be the best. I don't know. Maybe. But we'll see. Mikey, 9 of 16, 101 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, five carries, 40 yards, three tackles defensively. Rags had a sack. Uh, Isaiah Copes, his first game of the year, had two catches for 11 yards and two pass breakups and three tackles. Dean Wiatrowski had one catch, eight yards. Amir had a sack. Ogrieve had two catches for Welcome 10 back, yards. Welcome back, Amir. Ryan Bartlett talked about already. Four catches, 72 yards, two touchdowns, and a sack. And Mahmoud had a pass breakup and three tackles. Not a boy, Mahmoud. Um, yeah, that does it for that one. All right, 10 o'clock game. 10 o'clock game was Florida versus UNC. I came into the house, and you were watching this game. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll start with Florida. Okay. Um, I was watching the, the route running by the receivers. I thought it was poor. Uh, I've seen I saw some drops. Uh, hands weren't uh, particularly, you know, on point for that team. Um, I didn't dislike what the quarterback did. I, I thought mobile used yeah. used run. He threw some good balls. His receivers just let him down. But again, I'm watching route running, and it's important because if you're not running your route and you're not making your defender do a particular, you know, uh, what, you, what, what right. the quarterback hopefully is thinking he's gonna exactly do. he's occupying space that he might not be if you were running your route and he makes a play defensively. I I just. Everyone's got to be on the same page on that team. Everyone's got to get in a huddle, know where the ball is going, at least primary, know where the ball is going, and just, you know, run your route, make your blocks. I saw a lot of laziness, a lot of lazy blocks, yeah. a lot of lazy efforts. I, I like to see that cleaned up. Uh, but, again, you know what? First good day of the season, you know. They played really good defense. Yeah, they, they, they did. They did. Uh, UNC. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Coco. I, I noticed something on the film. Anytime he throws deep, he arches his body. Okay. The, the back goes yeah, back. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, it's, it's nothing bad. I mean, you're not going to catch that during, the, you know, as, as you're playing no. in gameplay, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, I, I, you know, he delivers a nice ball. Uh, sometimes make, inaccurate, make, a little high. Yeah, sometimes. A, a couple of mistakes. Uh, missed some reads a little late on delivery sometimes. But uh, overall, I'm not going to give it a bad, a bad rating. Uh, like I said, it's, it's the, the first full game in good weather. With your team, you know, you're just feeling it out. Not bad. Could be a be- Could be better. Improved on both sides, both UNC and Florida. Yeah, UNC wins this game, 13 to 12. Um, my thoughts are, Dennis is definitely not 
bad. He's not a bad quarterback. He made some nice throws and he ran. I think he needs to run a lot more. I think there needs to be designed runs, and I also think you just need to be very good at using your feet. Not that you're a bad thrower, because I did think you actually threw the ball very well and made some nice throws that Tommy alluded to earlier. Um, but I think your best asset at the current moment is your legs, especially because you're very good at making guys miss your flag. Um, I agree with the route running. I think that the receivers definitely need to help them out a little bit more, especially a young quarterback. I like how they did they, they ran screen, short routes, try to get the ball out fast, which is what I always preach yeah. on this podcast, so I at least know that maybe they're listening. What I will say is that the offensive line did not play well, and I need to see better effort out of the offensive line. No Steve Giroux. Um, Jared Pearson had to step in and play some line. Colin had to step in. Um, like I say, you weren't trying. I just I, it needs to be a little better. You got to do a better job. You got to really dig in and protect and work to protect your quarterback because every quarterback is best when they have time and pockets to throw or not worrying about someone beating someone off the edge. Um, but I thought, I thought they played really good defense. I, and thought, I thought they played very well in the secondary also. Yeah, they played great in the secondary. They were making pass breakups. They were they were forcing Coco to have to run or jump the ball off to his lineman after getting beat. Um, about UNC, I'm gonna say Coco just first game of the, first game of the season for him, uh, just not accurate as accurate I, as I've he seen, needs to be with the football. He's been way seen more accurate better, yeah, before. Yeah. Um, just needs to kind of get back into it. I think when he simplified things in the second half and started actually just running like simple plays, like the jet sweep to Bullen, the the out to Douglas, the the catch the snap, throw it right to Douglas, like just little things that you get a lot of yards because teams miss flagpoles. So. Um, I thought they figured it out a little bit in the second half. Held on for a big victory. Uh, I like how Florida had a chance on the final play to win. Um, just weren't able to, which came up a little bit short. I like what I saw at a step. He caught a nice touchdown in the first half. Great throw by Dennis. Um, think he could be used more for sure. I, they, Dennis definitely likes throwing the ball to Buddy because Buddy had the most targets for the second straight week. Um, I don't mind that. Buddy's an athlete. No, Buddy's a very good athlete. Um, and he's very good with the ball in his hands. But I just want to see better blocking on the offensive line, and I would like to see more running out of Dennis Sutton, the run, the first, the, one of the first running backs in this league, true running backs. How many targets for for Bowen? For Bowen in this game, four. I gotta see more targets. Yeah, he he spread the ball out well. He's, well, he's, one, he's one of the elite in this league. Let's get him the ball. Yeah, Douglas three, Bowen four. four you know me, four. I'm gonna preach. Get the ball to your best player. Yeah, no, I yeah, I I agree. He definitely needs to work to get Bowen the ball because Bowen is definitely his best athlete with the ball in his hands. Um. Yeah, I, I really got nothing more to say. This game was kind of ugly offensively, but defensively, guys were making plays and being and being very aggressive with the ball in there. And there were a lot of sacks both sides. So, um, let's get to the stats. Paul, eleven to 17, 74 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Had a rushing touchdown, twenty-one rushing yards. Douglas had three catches, twenty-four yards, and a touchdown sack and a pass breakup. Bullen, two catches, twenty-one yards, seven-yard carry. Aaron Ford, uh, one catch and one carry for seven yards. Griff had two catches. Jodell, two sacks on the day. Jodell. Yeah, big defensive day for Jodell. And uh, Will Meany, three catches, 24 yards, and a pass breakup, two tackles. Um, for the Florida squad, Dennis Sutton, 7-16, 78 yards, two touchdowns, four carries, 51 yards, and a sack. Buddy, three catches, 31 yards, and a pass breakup, three tackles. Uh, Jared Pearson, one catch, 13 yards. Step had a 15-yard touchdown catch. Colin Thompson had a catch for 11 yards. Uh, Jordan Bowman had an interception early in this one. Chris Wallen, two tackles. And Trolley, welcome back to the league. One catch, six yards, and a touchdown, two tackles. All right. Other 10 o'clock game was Pittsburgh versus uh, USF. 14-0 win for Pittsburgh. Both teams really struggled in this one uh, to score the football. USF, for a lot of this game, struggled to move the football. Wasn't a great first game for Ryan O'Leary. Obviously, there's going to be growing pains joining the league as a new quarterback. Um, I was expect, I was honestly expecting a little bit more. I thought he was going to be a little bit better immediately. Um, but I'm not going to – I'm going to – I would – I held judgment. I'm going to hold judgment until this week if he's still playing quarterback. But what I will say is that the USF receivers did not do a good job helping him out. I counted five drops. So – as much as I want to say, as much as everyone wants to be like, oh, it's quarterback, it's quarterback, it's quarterback, you got to catch the ball when it hits you in the hands. And yeah. I saw multiple, multiple plays where guys were getting hit in the hands and not making catches. And Ryan throws a nice ball. Like, he throws the ball well. Um, good tight spiral, gets to the spot quick. But um, I thought his decision-making was a little interesting. Kind of like throwing to his first read regardless if he was open or not. 
wasn't wanting to use his legs. I think one of the biggest things about playing quarterback in this league is you have to use your legs. You have to be aggressive running the football. If you notice when teams play in the playoffs in this league, the rushing attempts for quarterbacks go sky high. So it's usually a key indicator of winning if you're not the greatest thrower of the football. And I mean, we're all amateurs playing quarterback. So um, with all that being said, I think they do also need to do a very a better job blocking Kaka, Jarwar, and newcomer Ant D'Amato. Big line, burly line. Don't carry as, care as much about going out for passes. Worry about blocking for your quarterback. Um, their defense played well. Only allowed 14 points to a Suroff team that scored 31 points in the rain last week. Right. Um, I thought they did a good job there. They pulled flags well. Remy got right back to what he does best, pull flags, play defense. Um, Liam still had a solid game, but I thought um, Remy and Go Get It B uh, did their job in the secondary. Uh, he had an interception in this game. Um, I was impressed by the defense. The offense just wasn't there. The offense couldn't get it going. Um, I think that for USF to improve, they have to control the clock, uh, control the ball, have long possessions, and also try to hit on some big plays because that's kind of how good off how offense gets going. So um, keep the screen game. I, th- I like their play calling. I thought the routes were fine. Just need to execute a little better, get your full team there, and get ready to go. I'm with you. Pitt, on the other hand, uh, they pull out a win. They they shut out a, they shut out a team. I don't care who they are. It's hard to shut out a guy a team for 40 minutes. Um, Suroff didn't play his best game by any means. He missed some throws. He missed two touchdowns to Liam in this game, uh, where Liam was definitely open, where could the ball could have definitely been delivered. Um, wasn't very impressed by them offensively, but defensively they were very good. And Dario Young for the second straight week has a pick six in this game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable throw by Justin Fields per sources. He's dead. And he's dead. <laughs> um, but, oh, lost my train of thought. Uh, Daryl Young for the second straight week, pick six. My preseason potential favorite for rookie of the year. Back to my pick sixes to start his, uh, and wow. he also had a touchdown in the later game, so I'm doing all right. Who is it? Dariel Young. Dariel, Dar- young kid, 18, 19 years old. So. Oh, uh, the youngies coming the in. Young, young, bo- the young Bucks coming in and making a statement. I'm trying to find the stats for this game before I stop talking about it. Uh, it wasn't a great game to watch, I'm not going to lie to you, but Suroff's team in Pittsburgh are able to come out a 14-0 win, play amazing defense, pull, pull flags well, um, do a very good job pressuring the quarterback. And, uh, yeah, come out with a win in the first game of their doubleheader. And it set the tone for them for the rest of the day. Anything else to add? Did you watch it? You didn't watch the game? A little bit. Oh, uh, a little bit, yeah. It wasn't a great game to watch. So no, you didn't it wasn't. Miss much. You did not miss much not watching this game. Um, Liam was a beast on both sides again, though. So that's not, that goes without saying. Um, stats. USF, Ryan O'Leary, 7-16, 50 yards. No touchdowns, one pick. Had one carry, four yards. Jarwar, two catches, 25 yards, and a pass breakup. Mike Kalka, two catches, eight yards, and a pass breakup. I, I would like to see Jarwar more involved, too. He's one Jawar, of the best yeah, catching if, offensive yep. linemen in the league. Yep. Brandon Gilder, one catch, nine yards, and an interception. Remy had three carries for 22 yards and four tackles. Ray Cafano had two catches for eight yards and two tackles. For Pittsburgh, uh, Suroff had 11 for 20, 103 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, had two carries, 14 yards. Also had two pass breakups and a sack defensively. Good game for Suroff. Um, Liam, five catches, 48 yards, four tackles. Sobes, three catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown. Also a pass breakup. Uh, De Phillips caught a conversion. Crazy diving backward catch in the back of the end zone. That's what he does. Uh, and Nick Hardigan had a catch for a conversion as well. Darrell Young, one catch for 21 yards and a pick six. Dins, three tackles in Dins this one. Dins is a beast defensively. All right, let's go to the 11 o'clock games, and let's stay with Pittsburgh. Um, I picked Garland in this game. The grudge match. I picked Oregon in this game against Not me. Pittsburgh. You picked Suroff. I picked Suroff sweep, told me the next did. day I was an idiot. I said, I guess we'll see. Um, I was, we, And we did see I was an idiot. Pitt playing their second game of the day. Um, after playing a pretty hard-fought game in the first game, they were, the score was 0-0 and then 7 nothing into the late into the second half against USF. So... Um, they had to play a hard-fought game in the first game. They come out in the second game, immediately get right to business. They let up a touchdown early, and then they didn't look back. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a really good job pressuring Garland. Garland was not his usual self. I feel like he wasn't calling the short passes every play and making, letting his guys do the work. Um, he was trying to push the ball down the field for sure. Um, Pittsburgh did a good job getting pressure, only sending two. 
and that's one of the key things in this league that I always talk about, is if you are able to get pressure with two guys and sustain it for a game, you're probably going to win the game. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the two-man rush. No, me neither. But, you know, if you're if, able to sit back in the zone and get pressure with two guys, I mean, you got something. You no, know, and listen, I think Surov to Phillips, Cardigan, uh, a lot of the time they were doing a good job of that. Kalka was trying to get off the line and make plays, but it just kind of wasn't really working. Um, Zach Bilheimer, I thought, was a piece in this game. Uh, he definitely is the number one receiver for Trevor, and I think he needs to be even more involved than he was. Paul Farrelly had a pretty solid game as well, but defensively, four tackles, had a couple catches on offense. Um He's also another guy that I think just needs to be more involved. Um, yeah, I mean, Trevor threw a really nice, a really nice touchdown to DeJour, a deep ball to Dejour um, on a fourth and one, where you know, like fourth and one, you're looking for that defense, looking for that short conversion, couple quick yards. Dejour just runs right past the defense for a touchdown. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, Trevor threw three interceptions in this game, so that's probably the story. I think that 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 particular the guys in that team are in his head. I really do. Yeah. Dating back from last year. Dins, Zeroff. Yeah. What did Dins do again? Did you get a pick? Dins had two interceptions in this game. Yeah. What did I, I did, If you want to go back to the previous what podcast, I said Dins was going to have a big day. And Dins had a big day. Yeah, a big did. day previous touchdown, time against touchdown him. Touchdown and two interceptions. Dins have a day. Have a day. Yeah, he did a last. I said the last game he played against was pretty much just a, almost a carbon copy of what he did. Yep. Touchdown, couple two of picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they get up for this game. Uh, I guess they don't forget what they heard in the chat. Uh, it might be seasons ago, but yeah, yeah, don't they don't matter. forget. Uh, watch him film. I, you know what? I love – Servo's got a great arm. Uh, come right out and you throw that quick screen, and he gets the ball out there faster than maybe yeah. any other quarterback. Of course, he's got the arm that he has. He does that to Liam, and Liam, Liam's able to give him 10 right off the bat. I mean, that that's big. That's big. You come out first down on your five-yard line, boom, you can get that ball right out and get your, uh, get your receiver moving. I, I – I love the way they play. I think it's a great combination with Sarhoff and Liam. Yeah, it's a great combination. We knew it was going to be a lethal combo as long as Sarhoff was throwing him the ball. And boy, did he throw him the ball in this game. Liam finishes with seven catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. And that wasn't even the best stat line of the day. We'll get to that later. Um, But I think in this game, Pittsburgh showed that their defense is a very, very, very good defense. Um, So far, on this day, they held 0-13. and That's two games that if you hold teams to zero and thirteen, you're probably going to be two and zero on the day, and that's exactly what they did. That's, that's what Surov, I said they were going to do. Surov got better as the day went on. He threw for 225 yards Ooh. in this game. He was on fire. I thought he played a great game. Play calling was great. Um, came in with a game plan. Really wanted to execute it well, and uh, he came out with a win. And the defense played great. Throwing for 200 yards is equivalent to throwing for 400 yards in a in a pro game. Yeah, Leo actually texted me last night and asked me what I think, like, good passing yards. I said, if you throw for, like, 130, 140, that's, like, throwing for, like, 250. If you throw for, like, 170, that's, like, 170, 180, that's, like, throwing for, like, 300. And if you throw for over 200, you're throwing for, like, 350 to 400 in the NFL game. That's how I'd compare it in terms of, yeah. like, in terms of, like, how good of a game a player, in terms of passing yards. But, I'm with you. Um, yeah, 225 yards in a 50-yard field is yeah. pretty crazy. So Let's line um, it up. Yep. Pitt comes out with a win, 28-13. Never sweat in this game. I think they uh, knew they were going to take this one from the beginning. Um, and that was their second game of the day. And that was their second game of the day. So yeah, that's imagine having more energy in your, your second game than your first game. Correct. Uh, and they were pumped up in this game. Uh, yeah, no, Pittsburgh's a very good team. 3-0, first place in the league. Yeah, and uh, um, uh, officially, I do not like the pink jerseys. Officially, does not like the pink jerseys. I thought they looked all right, but I, 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 I'm not, I, I might I'm not, rather wear purple. Might rather, well, purple got to win this week. I know, I know. All right. We'll get to that. Uh, let's see. Suroff, 16 of 21, 225 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Beast. Four carries for 32 yards. Liam, seven catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns, one pass breakup, two conversions caught, and three tackles. Sobes, four catches, 53 yards, interception for the third straight game, four tackles, conversion. Uh, Nick Sobes has gotten Sobes better. Sobes is a monster. He's gotten better every season. I mean, from last year and this year. Yep. I, listen, we're used to watching him play quarterback, and he's one of the best quarterbacks ever to play in this league. I agree. Uh, but making the switch to uh, you know receiver, defender, unbelievable. Receiver, defender, lineman, whatever you need this guy to do, yeah. he just does it. Great second-round pick. Um, I'm excited to see what him and Sarov do as well this season. Uh, Hardigan had a pass breakup. Dins had three catches, 36 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, two tackles. Daryl Young, two catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown, two tackles. Uh, Tyler Bryant caught a conversion. Uh, yep, and that's it for Pitt. For Oregon, Trevor was 14-21, 168 yards, two touchdowns, but threw, threw three interceptions, uh, four, catch, four rushes for 34 yards. 
Alex Kalk had a 26-yard catch. Uh, Damian had a two-yard touchdown catch. Zach Bilheimer had five carries, uh, five catches for 63 yards. Um, Paul Frowley had three catches, 23 yards, and a pass breakup, four tackles. Jiggy had three catches, 22 yards, and a pass breakup. DeJore had a 32-yard touchdown, and Jeff Graham had a pass breakup. I'm, I'm glad Zach's doing well offensively. We're always talking about him, you know, being on the defensive side Zach of the Bill ball. And, yeah. yeah, he's really good with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, I like to see that. Uh, I like to see more of that, actually. Yep. Okay, next game of the day, other 11 o'clock game, was um, USF against Georgia. USF second game of the day. Not sure how they would respond after a 14-0 loss. Well, if you if you, uh, if you get if you predicted that they would lay down and lose bad, they did. Remy was sick in this game. He was like throwing up on the field, and he was had to play. Um, they just they just couldn't get the offense rolling. USF again. Georgia came out with a lot of energy, a lot of like um, a lot of yelling, a lot of energy, like bringing for the guys on the team. Leota comes out firing. Um, Hitting guys on slants, hitting guys on deep balls, just really doing a lot, running the ball well as well, running the ball in a big game in the first half as well. Um, he did a great job getting guys involved, but his main receiver, as we can tell, is Jimmy Flott. Jimmy Flott finishes with six catches, 143 yards, and three touchdowns on the day. Didn't you say he was going to? I did say after week one I thought yeah. he would be a big player in this league, and after seeing that first catch he had in week one, I, I was I, – I, you just know. You know, you just see a guy move on the field, you know he's going to be good. Well – I, that's what I saw there. Um, finishes with three touchdowns, 143 yards. Amazing, did not crazy, did not have the best stat line on the day. Um, he was a monster in this one. Leota was a beast in this one. He was throwing the ball all around the field, and uh, he's found a really good receiver with Alex Hines. Four catches, 43 yards. Caught a couple conversions. Um, caught a pass down the field as well. He's a young buck, 19, 20 years old, um, making plays for the old old quarterback as he. As he looks to regain stride, Leota picks up his first victory of the day. They win this game 41 to 12. Um, USF's defense did not come to play in this one. Need their offense. Uh, they definitely needed their offense and were not able to get it. They made a quarterback change towards the end of this game. They tried out Brandon Gilder and he played a lot better. He moved the ball with his feet. He, he got, created more time in the in the in the backfield with his legs. Um, scored a touchdown late. In, scored two. Actually, they had two touchdowns late in this one. Or no, one touchdown late in this one. I'm sorry. Uh, O'Leary threw one. But I liked what I saw out of him. I'm not saying bench O'Leary. I'm just saying that if it's going bad in the beginning of this week, maybe make the change early. O'Leary can still play receiver. He had a catch in this game, uh, got a 20-yard catch in this game as well. So um, it, it wasn't a lot to talk about from the USF side. They really weren't able to stop the Georgia offense most of the day. Snaps weren't great for USF as well. Um, so I'm not going to put all the blame on the quarterback. There were less drops in this game by USF, and there was only one that I really saw that, or one or two that I really thought was bad. Um, but just unable to pick up a win on the day. Georgia gets their first win on the day, improving to one and zero. It was improving to one and one on the season, one and zero on the day. Love what I saw out of Leota. Happy he got his first win. Um, this Georgia team is good. They bought into their roles. Joe Malozzi's bought into a blocking only role. I love it. Uh, he's a beast on the offensive line. I can't him. see that lasting long. Nope. I, <laughs> his hands are too good. If you're winning, it lasts. Yeah, but his hands are too good. Don't he's matter. a weapon. He'll he'll get involved, but when Leota calls for it, not when not on Malozzi's terms. Uh, he had another sack in this game, really focusing on the defense side of the ball. Had a pass breakup as well, like what I see out of him so far this season. Rhett, um, another beast. Paul Carter had a catch. Vin um, Orlando had a catch. Jimmy Flott uh, and a pick six in this game. Jimmy Flott had five catches for 90 yards. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at the wrong stats. That's why I'm reading the stats wrong, folks. We're just going to wait on me. Uh, O'Leary, O'Leary. Oh, Leota, I put your stats away. Leota was 12 18, 193 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Paul Carter caught a touchdown and had a safety and three to four tackles. Um, Molesi in this game had two tackles. Ben Orlando had the pick six and a pass breakup in this game. Vic had two, a catch for two yards, um, and Alex had four catches for 43 yards, two being conversions, and Brandon had a tackle. tackle. As for O'Leary and the USF squad, O'Leary was 5 of 12, 69 yards, touchdown to pick. Uh, also had a carry for 10 yards. Jarwar, two catches, 22 yards, and a sack. Mike Kalka had a sack. Uh, we talked about Brandon Gilder, three for five, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Remy had three catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and a pass breakup. Raymond had two pass breakups, a five-yard touchdown, and a sack, three tackles. Good game for Raymond. Uh, and O'Leary also had a 19-yard catch. 
Alright, that does it for that game. One game left to talk about is the 12 o'clock game, lone 12 o'clock game of the day, was LSU Purple Jerseys against Georgia playing the second game of their back-to-back. -back. Uh, LSU only had four guys in this game, picked up a couple subs. Um, but honestly, the subs were not the reason that they picked up the victory. Uh, okay, I didn't know. They only have four guys? Yeah, four is the minimum. All right, so then, you know. All right. No, uh, listen, I, I, would, I would agree with your sentiment if Keanu didn't finish with eight catches for 149 yards and three out of four of the touchdowns they scored. So, the players that... But the, we know Keanu's a great player. No, but what I'm saying is that, like, the subs didn't really do much. Like, stat, like they didn't really, like, they kind of either just yeah, blocked. They're on, they're on the field. Okay, what I'm saying is that Mascara 100% won this game with Keanu. Okay, okay. Not because of, I'm not, I am not going to sit here and allow you to say that it's because of the subs they had. It's um, just not their team. It, no, it wasn't their team, Which so we're not going to talk about them. In, but the, we'll talk the about the great like, player of the, uh, of the LSU players. Yes, because the LSU players that played in this game played very well. Right, so um, props to everyone from LSU that yeah. played, but that wasn't a full team. A hundred percent. And what I'm yeah. saying is for this game, we will talk about the LSU players because they played very well. But going forward, and we're talking about them as a team, we obviously have a lot of question marks because we don't know how they're going to play as a team. Right. Um, Mascara was a beast in this one. He evaded the pressure uh, whenever it got to him, and it got to him a lot. Um, he did a very good job using the backfield to make guys miss in the backfield. Rhett was a little bit slower in this game than he needed to be in Malozzi as well. Um and he was able to find Keanu for three touchdowns, two very long ones, 48 and 45 yards. Wow. Um, Matt has an absolute cannon for a right arm. Yes. Um, he definitely is capable of playing quarterback in this league, I can tell from the first snap. Um, he, he has good vision for the field. I'm excited to see what happens when he has his full team there. Um, but Keanu was the star of the show. He was a monster. He had the best stat line of the day, 8 for 149 and three touchdowns, also at interception and two tackles. Um, he was a star. Another LSU player, Devon Matthews, first uh, first game of the year for him. Scored a touchdown, also had a pass breakup and a couple tackles. Jordan Mayo, sack, pass breakup, and then the rest of the guys were subs. Um, I just hope they show up, but the guys who were there played well. Georgia, on the other hand, I wasn't happy with because they played they play terrible what's, what's defense. What's their record? One, one, one. Georgia, on the other hand, not happy with in this game. You come off the big win against USF, get your get your get your get yourself going, and you lay an egg in this game. Only scored twenty points, didn't really move the ball as well as you needed to. Um, I thought the defense was very lackluster. Like I said, allowing two long touchdowns and also allowing a free play touchdown to Keanu as well. Um, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a good showing by you guys. Maybe you guys were tired after the first game. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I just think you guys didn't step up and weren't mentally locked into playing elite defense like you did in game one. The energy was not as high as it needed to be. Um, maybe they blew their load in game one, but just weren't Could able be. to get it done. Could be. Now, I remember um, I saw Matt play quarterback before. He, he Once for, for Penn State. Penn State, right. In a couple of seasons. And I liked the way he played then. 100%. I liked the way he delivered the ball. I liked the way he, uh, he scanned the field. I we're talking about that. We both liked that. Yeah, well, yeah. So I'm glad he's doing well. And um, <laughs> purple jersey, jinx aside, yeah. uh, he's got a stud in, in Keanu. Yep. Uh, plus, Matt, Matt played on your championship team in Louisville. Yeah. He, know, he knows how to play. They got him, Keanu, Swag, yeah, Jordan He knows Mayo. how to win this. The, they have championship league. DNA. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Pete Mancini. So, I... Yeah. Oh, Pete, oh, that's I right. Show, but he was there week one before it got postponed. So, I know he's, he's locked yeah, let, in. Let, let's get Pete. You know what? I, I, I'm, Pete I'm gonna, Swags. I like the team. If Matt's a, a good quarterback, they're going to be good. Yeah, hey, the roster is fantastic. Yep. I'd like to see this team play. Uh, 100%. I, I want to I uh, make it to the next game. They play me this week, so it should be all right, game. all right. So uh, all purple jersey curses aside, let's yep. let's root for this team. All right, that does it for the recap. I'm going to read the stats real quick. Leoto is 10 of 18, 171 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Also had 15 rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, Paul had a catch. Red had a catch. Joe had a sack and a pass breakup. Vinny had a catch. Flot. Jimmy Flott, five catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, Big day Flott. for Flott. Up stats. Alex Hines, two catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Big day for Alex Hines. Vic had a pass breakup, uh, and yeah, that's it for them. And for LSU, Mascara was 11 of 19, 171 yards, four touchdowns. Keanu, we read it already. Eight catches, 149, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, DeMeo had a sack and a pass breakup. Mikey had a catch, and Devon had one catch for three yards. So that does it for the... Uh, LSU squad. I have to call them Louisville South. Yeah, maybe Louisville South. We'll see how they fare this week. Let's talk. Okay, so we're gonna do a recap, and then I'll, we'll give out we'll give out a power rankings. But I don't even know how how accurate it's gonna be. All right, preview of week two. 
let's start with nine o'clock game: Georgia versus Florida. Leota versus Dennis Sutton and company. Um, no Jimmy Flott for Georgia in this game, so Georgia's going to have to find a, a different wow. ways to generate offense. Don't know anything about who is not is or not coming for the Florida squad. With this being said, I'm still going to take Georgia. I think that they still have a very good team without Jimmy Flott being there. Um, Vinny Orlando's going to have to step up. Alex Hines and I think Paul Carter now is going to have to play receiver, get into the rhythm with Joe Early. Um, this is a game. This is I'm, I'm not going to call it a must win for Florida. But you gotta get you gotta get you gotta get your first win. Uh, only nine games this season, so less time to make up ground if you if you fall too far behind the standings. This is a team that could be fighting in Georgia that could also be fighting for a playoff spot coming into the season. Um, and I think that um, eight eight of the twelve teams making the playoffs, you got you gotta start stacking up some wins. I know it's week it's already week three, so um, I'm picking Georgia in this game. I think they're just a little bit better team right now. Yeah, I'm going to pick Georgia also, uh, only because I haven't seen enough of Florida yet. Yep. Uh, but I do know that um, I know that uh, Leota likes to go deep. I don't think he's going to be able to yep, get with that Buddy and with Buddy out there. Yep. I, like I think he's going to have to work the field more. I agree. Um, one thing I'm going to say for Florida in this game that's definitely an advantage is the speed of Dennis Sutton in the backfield against the likes of guys like Red and Joe Malozzi. They're going to need. I think George is going to have to bring a speed rusher off the edge instead of maybe someone who's a little bit bigger, just to put more pressure on Dennis. Because if Dennis knows that he can run, to run around these guys, he's going to use that to his advantage. Um, I think that could be a big in-play advantage for Florida, but not enough for me to take them in this yeah. game. Oh. I'm going to say they keep it close because Leota, Leota plays in a lot of close games. I'm going to take Georgia in a close one, 24-21. Okay, I, I, can, I can see that. Uh, the reason why I like to see him work the field is just for that reason. Uh, I think that uh, they might be a little bit quicker. Uh, then Florida, then, Florida's yeah, quicker, 100%. I agree. Team. So sustained drives, time of possession, I think that could work in Georgia's favorite, favor. Uh, on it. I know that uh, Joe can absolutely run that type of offense as well as you know, yep. hitting the home run ball. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia. Yeah, both taking Georgia, but I don't think either of us are down on Florida right now. I no, think no, that too, too many talented uh, players on that There team. are a lot of talented players, so I'm, I'm excited to see if they're able to uh, build off of a, good, a pretty solid week defensively, build on it offensively, so I can get to another right. game under his belt in the league. I think it could bode well for them. Um, I'm taking Georgia, but yeah, I'm not uh, down A little on more discipline on the offense, I think Florida will be fine. I agree as well. All right, other 9 o'clock game, game we just talked about a little bit, Minnesota versus LSU. Um, my squad coming off of a bye week due to half our team not being able to play. Um, playing as an LSU team that didn't have half their team there. So, uh, in this game, I'm looking to uh, get back to doing what we do, and that's win. And uh, I, I don't really have much more to say than that. My full team is going to be there outside of one of my, guy, outside of one of my guys. Um, I think we're ready to go, prepared to play. And I mean, I think we're all just excited to get back out there after not playing in a week where it was beautiful outside on Sunday. And uh, I'm excited to get Mike more involved offensively. He didn't have a, he didn't get to get as offensively involved as he needed to in week one. So, um, all in all, I'm obviously taking our squad in this game. But I think, like I talked about, I raved about the LSU roster. So I know we have a big battle and coming in for us. And the offensive line for my team is gonna have to step up and play well. Oh, we're looking at 67 degrees, sunshine Ooh, and cloud mix. Only a 4% that, chance of that. rain. Looks like a good day. Uh, Great day for winds only there? from the northwest at 6 miles an hour. Are you there? Yeah, I should be there. Weather report. Weather, weatherman Tommy on the call. Yeah, what do you yeah. like about this? We, we, you got any I, like you said, you, you got a lot of your former players that might know How your style play. of play. And, yep. you know, might affect uh, get into Kurtzman's head. Hey, you might but, play some quarterback. Here's the thing. I don't think you've ever started 0-2 in this league, have you? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> See, it's going to be a, a to tall task. Uh, well, if you think about it, you dropped the championship game. and you know, No, I know. I've lost my last two, two games. In a row. There you go. I know. Oh, trust me. I, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. So, uh, yeah, I, I do I do like LSU's roster. Yep. Uh, I do think that they can compete with your team. You're not ready to pick them over. I, you know, aside from, you know, I know who plays on your team. Of but course, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to see a gel. With you got, yeah, team. you got to see it in real, in, re, in a yeah. real game setting, not in a hurricane for five minutes. Exactly. Hundred percent. Um, you're taking Minnesota. No, I'm gonna take your team. Yeah, Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that to go on. Uh, no, LSU, you're taking over the purple jerseys. You can't bet purple yet. Um, no, I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, people, pro there's probably people thinking I'm gonna blow them out, but they're a good team and they're gonna be ready to play. They're four guys who played with me. Uh, Swags multiple seasons, Keanu multiple seasons, Mascara and DeMeo both have seen me play a bunch of times. So there's no secrets here. They know how we play this game, but 
Uh, we'll have to mix it up a little bit offensively. Well, how many players from Louisville they got? They got, they got Swags, four. oh yeah. Swags, DeMeo, Mascara, and Keanu. So uh, yeah. definitely a little... Uh, got their championship DNA, yeah. all right. Yeah. Should, be, should be a fun game. Very excited for it. 9 a.m., good start to the day. I think two good games to get our day going. All right, we'll stick with Minnesota and my team here. We play against Hawaii in the second year of our back-to-back. -back. Yeah, um, tough day for us. We gotta we gotta buckle down and really and really uh, put our best foot forward and play our, bring our A game. I'm, I'm happy there's good weather for this game. Mikey and me always play great games, great battles. Um, I've beaten Mikey last decent amount of times, three times. Last time was an overtime game, though. Yeah, no, yeah. oh no, trust me, UAB twice, but those were both great games. Um, or no, championship wasn't that great. Um, but. They got a really good roster. We talked about it last week in the pod when we both picked them to beat Baylor and both took losses yeah. in that one. Um, I, I like their team. They're going to be fresh and very energized to play against Meek and especially us coming off of a second game of back-to-back. -back. Could be a little detrimental to, to us. They have a good defensive line with Rags, with Amir, with uh, Spo returning this week. Um, we, have a tough, we have a tough task in front of us. We have a, a tough two games. Obviously, I'm taking myself to win, um, but this could be a, a definitely a tougher game. I've been tabbed as a five and a half point favorite. Ooh, by the odds makers. That's a lot. I, I'm aware. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that. High. I would take. I, if I was a better. Yeah, if I was better than Hawaii, game, the bet is Hawaii. I play close games with good teams. Yeah. Again, I got. I got to see your team play and see how they gel. I mean. You know, you you know me and Mike, Joe, but it's got yeah, yeah, I yeah. see the rest of it, Joe. No, listen, we have to be better at snapping the ball. I'm, I'm blaming the conditions, but we have to be better at the simplest Mor Morks thing. Morks is on Yep, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll, he yeah, Morks fine. He was good for Army, and I know he'll be fine. But we have to do the little things right. we got to complete passes. we got to make guys miss, and we have to pull flags. Uh thought we did a decent job at that in week one with the, even with the, uh, the conditions. And I think we need to do a better job at um, subbing in and out and getting fresh legs in the game. want to make sure that all my guys are getting good reps and also just having fresh guys and guys that aren't tired on the field. Um, I'm taking myself, obviously, but we got a tough two games out of us. Wow, it's going to be tough to... If we don't have... Yeah, if we don't play well, we're not going to come out here with victories. Mm. Has to be good. Who are you taking? I might take it. Mike to lose yeah. two games in a row. That's tough. Ooh. I'm still going Minnesota. Still going Minnesota. Both of us have Minnesota going 2-0 in the day. Um, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. It's better on football. 10 o'clock game, other game. Uh, this is the matchup of the two top teams currently in the standings. Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. Ooh. Suroff versus IB. Um, this It's a good game. This is a very good game. I'm very excited to... Oh, I can't watch this game. Damn, I'm playing. Um, this is a very good game. I assume that I assume that people are going to have to be walking back and forth for this time slot because you have me versus Mikey on one field and IB versus Suroff on the other field. Um... In this game, first thing I'm looking for is how good are both these teams in a game plan? Because you know that IB game plans, and you know that Suroff game plans. Um, Liam playing for the other side this time. Yeah. Against his guys, Marola, DeLon, IB, guys from the championship team that just happened in the summer. Um, Liam has looked like he's the best player on the field so far this season in the league. Uh, through a couple weeks, he's been a monster. Has Leads the league in, uh, in receiving yards or touchdowns, one of the two, I forget. Um, stats will be up uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Get my tech guy on that. But in this game, man, I'm just looking to see uh, if Liam in the middle is able to kind of neutralize the IB running because Liam has turned into one of the best flag pullers in the league, and he plays middle linebacker for that Pittsburgh team. Sobs at corner is a very good corner. Dins at corner, very good corner. Suroff rushing, Hardigan rushing, DePhillips rushing. I like Pittsburgh's team. As I read that team out to you, you'll like that team. But you have to remember that on the other side of the field is Anthony Mbimbo, uh, three-time champ. Playing with guys like Delon and Marola on the defensive line, that's going to be a handful for any offensive line to handle all season long. Uh, Delon, fresh off the fresh off vacation, flying in for this game. Uh, CJ needs to be the beast that he was in this game, and Ivy's going to have to use those legs and run and make plays. I think the secondary is going to do a good job locking up the receivers. Um, I'm taking Cincinnati because I can't bet against IB right now. Hasn't lost in a while, um, but this is going to be a tall task for their team as a team to team. Uh, in, in terms of team-to-team -team comparison, Pittsburgh might have the all-around better team right now, but I'm taking Cincinnati that because they – Yeah, and A-Rod pulls flags very well in the middle. Um, they're going to have to show up defensively, though, Cincinnati, because Suroff has shown he's been able to move the ball this season. I'm taking Cincy, though. I, I really want to sit in. You want to take Pitt. I, I want to take know. Pitt in the worst way. I, I love their team. What's holding you back from taking Pitt? IB. That's it. Okay, uh, he, that's fine. It's, 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 what, it's what's holding me uh, back just, also. 
What's going on in that football game? Plus, you got it, it, we we getting a vacation hangover, Delon, or are we getting? Uh, I don't know. Prime prime season uh, playoff, Delon, which I is I don't know what we're which getting. Which is tough to beat. They uh, asked me for ten o'clock game so he can show up. So he's literally coming straight off the plane. Right off the plane. Ooh, it could be a hangover. Could be a hangover. Wow. Could be a could be a flight that could be a, a nap on the flight though. Wow, this is a tough game. It is a tough game. It's three and overs, I, two and zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Suros team has looked good defensively in all three games, and offensively, two out of three games they looked very good as well. And one being in a hurricane, so it's hard to pick against Pittsburgh. But I don't know if Suros ever beaten Mikey. In, I mean, Suros are beating Mikey. If Suros ever beaten be IB in this league, so I'm rolling with Cincy. Who are you taking? I know who you're taking. Don't don't don't. Who am I taking? You're taking IB. You're taking Cincinnati. Are you? Crossfire? You taking Pitt? I, I don't know. Upside don't of the know. day? I might have to go with Pitt. Yeah, I just. Um, th- I'm not sure what the spread. What Chris made the spread. Chris made the spreads this week. Um, who you taking? Who you taking? See, here's the thing. IB I has dominant. You know, he's dominated this league, but his teams never really come out and never threaten to go undefeated or you know. You're saying they lose early. It, it, it happens to his teams. You know, if you if he runs into a hot team, which Pittsburgh definitely is. In, in the beginning of the season, early season, it could be, could make the difference. Uh, really hate picking against them. I, 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 I he's such a phenomenal he, talent. He made Cincinnati a seven and a half point favorite. Ib yeah. just beat Ib just beat uh, West Virginia by three. Who lost to Suroff by five? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Who you take? Let's let's go. Let's go with the upset. You taking Pitt? Let's go Pitt. Ooh, taking Pitt. I like the pick. It's a good upside pick. All right, eleven o'clock game. Eleven o'clock games. West Virginia playing their first game of a doubleheader, correct? Yes, against USF. Um, not a great matchup for USF because they need to figure out defensively, and this is a gunslinger and Tommy who's gonna who's gonna make things happen in the, um, in the air as well as on the ground. Um, Chris has made them a thirteen and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, I'm taking West Virginia, and I think that if the offense can't keep up with Richard West, if USF's offense can't keep up with West Virginia's offense, it's going to be a long day for USF. Um, I think that go, I think USF has their best chance with the Go Get It B playing quarterback over O'Leary. I'm not saying you need to sub him out, but if you're gonna, the thing is though, is that with O'Leary playing quarterback, I think a lot more things have to go right. If Brandon's playing quarterback, I think his athleticism, his ability to run, extend plays in the pocket and outside the pocket, it gives him a better chance to win and move the ball offensively. So I'm taking. I hope O'Leary starts and plays well and keeps it keeps up with Tommy. But I just think that West Virginia is going to roll in this one. Yeah, you're playing against an experienced quarterback like this. Who, yep, one of the best. Yeah, knows the league inside and out, and you know can break down a defense. Anything that's thrown in front of him, successful at all times. Country road, take me home. Country road, take me home. All right, we both have West, West Virginia. Virginia. We both have West Virginia. Yeah. In this pod, um, on the pod, uh, let's see, other eleven o'clock game, Baylor versus UNC. Told you I'm not picking against Baylor for the rest of the year. All right, so Tommy's taking Baylor. Uh, Baylor looked. Solid last week. Very good defensively. Offense still needs to figure it out a little bit, I think. Their their defense can win them games. Yeah, their their defense, I think, is probably going to win them this game. Um, I think UNC struggled to score last week, weren't able to move the ball as consistently offensively. Um, They're going to have to be – Paul Kogo is just going to have to be better in this game. Uh, He will be. Better than he was last week. And definitely don't throw the jump ball when Justin is back there. No, you're Um, never going to get that. Don't do that. Don't throw that deep ball. Make sure you're manipulating Justin with your eyes and make sure you're you're telling your guys who they need to really block because there's certain guys you can let go. If if you you put Ace there to grab flags in the middle of the field and you got uh, Justin Justin as a ball hawk, it's a crazy – it's a very good team, very good defensive secondary. Uh, but UNC has athletes. They got Douglas Jodell and Aaron Ford to block for Coco, give him time to throw. Nice. Uh, Griff Lutz, I want to see him make more of an impact. Bolin also on the outside. Um, still want to see what Khalil as, Moore you know can what? do. As big as their line is, I Sedano with speed and and you know, looks like know. A, a pound for pound, he's he's one of the strongest kids 100%. out there. I mean, you he might think his people. size is much. Yeah, he does. Uh, I think that Sedano's going to be a problem for that line. It, listen, I think he's going to be a problem for almost every line. Uh, I think he is a beast. He needs to get better at flag pulling him out. He, he, uh, he's with him. Sometimes the pressure's enough, Yeah, you know? the pressure definitely is sometimes for sure enough. Um, I think Paul Coco needs to come in with some type of – they have to come in with some type of game plan. They can't come in and try to um, – Improvise the first half and make the adjustments on the fly. I think this game you need to come with a game plan. Uh, Baylor's gonna be very, very ready for this game. Um, this is Baylor's only game. Nope, first game on the day. Um, so they're looking to get off on the right foot. I'm taking Baylor. You're all taking Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. 
Not betting against them until they lose? Not until they lose. All right. Uh, Baylor versus, we'll stick with this one, Baylor versus Oregon. Baylor second game back-to-back, though, against Oregon, who disappointed us last week. Um, I want to see a much better effort out of Trevor and the Oregon squad, especially defensively. And I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game, Baylor versus Oregon. You're going to have a Baylor team who's a little bit tired, for sure. Um, and you're going to have an Oregon team who struggling struggled last week to move the football, uh, couldn't punch it in when they did. Um, you know, I, I, I want to take Oregon. I do. I want to believe in that Garland is going to be able to get this job done and get the and get the job done. But I think he's still trying to figure it out with his team right now. As we're Baylor, they kind of know each other. They know how they want to play, and they know um, what they need to do. And plus, like we just talked about, they have a very good secondary that's going to make life difficult for receivers and quarterbacks. Um, I have to take Baylor. Uh, I think they're going to get to 2-0 in the day. Um, Chris Chris Bauer has them as ten and a half point favorites in this game. Is Jones making that? Yeah, he. I mean, so I think I think we were, someone was. I think IB was just begging him to make odds, so he made them. Not saying these lines are accurate or good, or I agree with them. But with this line, I would definitely take Oregon plus the points. I think there's going to be a much closer game than ten and a half. I think that. So I think playing into it is Baylor's tired. Um, but if if Oregon doesn't come out and isn't like energized and aggressive and trying to make plays and be up early and make Oregon. Uh, I think the key to being Baylor is making them play from behind. Um, we haven't seen the the quick hitting offense that we're used to seeing from uh, J- Justin led teams or Augie led teams that have Justin on them. Um, but we could see that. Ooh, we could see um, that change in this one. So I'm taking Baylor, but uh, I think Oregon could definitely play with them in the back to back. Oh, they also they absolutely could. But you know who I'm going to call out, right? Who are you calling out? I'm calling out Trevor. Again. Win a big game. Win a big game. Yeah, you know what? You played he won against... one last year. Yes, he did. And, and that's what I thought he turned the corner. Correct. So his Achilles heel has been playing the, the elite teams and being competitive against the elite teams. Yeah. I, I need to see I need to see him come out, okay. fly the ball. Right, like you said, grab the lead and try to hold the lead. Um, I think that's the key to beating this Baylor team right now. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to tell you every week that, you know, that – that, that he can compete with anyone in this yeah, league. Yeah, but that's not enough anymore. But yeah, it's not enough anymore. Uh, the talent is there. Yeah. Y- you got to see it through on this one. Yep, I need – I just need him to – I just need him to go back to what, what was working. That that short passing game and getting guys and letting guys make space, make sure you're telling guys to block ace. If you don't want ace pulling the flags, tell your guys to block them. So um, we're both taking Baylor in this one. Yeah. Not really sure how we could pick against them right now. All right, last game of the day, Tommy Galante in West Virginia against Paul Coco in UNC. Both teams playing the second game of their back-to-back at 12 o'clock. Um, weather's going to be good, so it's not going to be too hot or anything like that, or too cold, and you're miserable. Um, in this game, it, it's you just got to uh, – how am I going to pick against West Virginia right now? They're playing very well offensively. Um, defensively, they're doing all right. UNC, on the other hand, couldn't they're really 0-2 the ball. West Virginia? West Virginia is 0-2, but we, wow. we both have them winning their first game of doubleheader, so they'd be 1-2 going into this game. I'm going to be sure and quick about it. I'm taking West Virginia. I think they're the better team. I think they have the better quarterback. Um, and – as long as Tommy isn't turning the ball over, which he's done a very good job at not turning the ball over as of late, he will be just fine. And I think West Virginia comes out on top in this one. What I will say, though, is the UNC, if you do lose your first game to Baylor, I need to see more fight out of you in the second game. Make sure you uh, are ready to, make sure you're ready to play two games. You know you know, going into the game, you're playing two games. Yeah. So figure it out. Be ready. Sub a lot. And I want to see more out of Khalil Moore. I called you out a little bit last week on the podcast. I thought you'd be a big playmaker. Not sure you did enough last week for my liking, so I want to see more this week. Yeah, UNC got a tough draw this week. Um, yeah, no, Baylor. Baylor, West Virginia. Two of the top teams. Especially mm. his 0-2. Well, uh, 0-2, but, you know. Yeah, you, we, know, we know, we know, we know about that. We know who they are. Um, oh I, I got West Virginia sweeping the day. Uh, I got them sweeping that doubleheader going to 2-2. Two two. We have a lot of teams sweeping the doubleheader getting to 2-0. and oh. um, That'd be a big, it's big, big for teams if you can get two wins on a day. Um, only seven weeks in a season, nine games. Um, so less time to make up ground. So make sure you come prepared. Make sure you're stocking up wins when you can because they're not going to come easy. And uh, if you have a lead protect it all right do we want to do power rankings or do we want to wait till after next week's after game next week, i think yeah i think there's i think we're still lacking a little bit of a pulse on the league and yeah who the week really one wasn't accurate are. um you know, we had good weather last week and let's see what we do in a good weather this yeah week. i want to bo- i want us to both be there for a good weather day to see the 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 real energy the in the moment energy so um with that being said we're going to uh i'm just going to end with the standing so everyone knows where we stand augie is making all the edits right now so we should be having all that on instagram in the next two days um, 
but the standings show as this currently. First place, Pittsburgh, led by Nick Suroff, 3-0, point differential of 34. Cincinnati, 2-0, point differential of 19. Baylor, 2-0, point differential of 8. Uh, LSU 1 and 0, Hawaii 1 and 1, Oregon 1 and 1, UNC 1 and 1, Georgia 1 and 2. That's the top 8 currently. Sitting on the outside looking in, Minnesota, my squad 0 and 1. Um, West Virginia 0 and 2, Florida 0 and 2, US, USF 0 and 2. I read that in order of the current standings going based on point differential if there's a three-way tie or more. Um with that all being said, I think this is going to be another great week of games. I'm very excited to be back out there with everybody and just enjoying the day as everyone else, I hope, will also. Um, yeah, I guess that's all here. We're just hitting the hour mark. Love that. And uh, with that being said, see you at the field on Sunday. If you did not pay, make sure you do because you will not be playing this week if you do not. So, peace, everybody.